Welcome to The Devil's Advocate. I'm your host, David Ray. And this is the show where I bring on a guest who debates me on a topic of their choosing, and I take the opposite side regardless of my true feelings on it, or in today's case, regardless of how much I even understand the topic. Uh, My guest is Taylor S., who is the host of The Essential on RadioSherry.com. And this is probably the most philosophical debate we've had on The Devil's Advocate to this date, and you can tell that I barely understand the topic. But that doesn't stop me from making declarations anyways. Does that mean I lose this debate? Oh, well, I guess you'll have to listen to find out. And a reminder to my listeners that although this is called The Devil's Advocate, that does not mean I'm in any way in league with the devil. Uh, In fact, I'm so opposed to the devil that I hope when he goes looking for his needle in the haystack, he's searching around, he can't seem to find it, and then he, he, he finally finds it after days and days of searching, only to realize, oh, this is not even my needle, and he gets frustrated and throws it away. That's how much I'm opposed to the devil. And with that, let's turn to our episode with Taylor S. So I have in my studio today uh, Miss Taylor S, and uh, she is joining me today for a very interesting debate. It's going to be a little bit more philosophical than maybe some of our other episodes, but that's why I'm looking forward to this. So, uh, Taylor, why don't you tell the folks uh, what we're talking about today? Uh, Okay, yes. Hello, my name is Taylor S. Um, Okay, so I was wanting to debate moral absolutism, which is like essentially the idea that um, certain philosophies and like morals, I guess, are, I guess, not subjective and can apply like regardless of the situation, the time, environment, people, so on and so forth. The kind of the idea that there is one set of morals for all times, for all people. Yeah. All. And, and, and are you arguing for that or against that? Against it. Good, because I disagree with you wholeheartedly, but why don't you tell me why you're against moral absolutism? Okay, so so let's just start with the, I mean, like history, for example. Mm-hmm. I think if we had used, or like, you know, if like morality looked the same today that it did like 200 years ago, 500 years ago, like thousands of years ago, I, mean, I think we'd definitely be living in like a very different society and probably one that the majority of people like wouldn't really benefit from because there were some like concepts that were like even written into like laws that some people weren't like actually like people. See, here's the thing though. There might be differing opinions across the different uh, cultures and all this kind of stuff. Because if you look at different cultures, mm-hmm. they have different rules and different approaches to morality. Yeah. And people are always trying to figure out, well, which is the best set of morals? And there might be differing opinions, but just because that there's a bunch of different opinions doesn't mean that there is no overarching moral ideal, right? Just like yeah. in a similar way to, uh, you know, 500 years ago, mm-hmm. they didn't know if the world was flat or round or a cube. They had no idea. Yeah. Everybody had their different opinions on it, even though one of them was right mm-hmm. in the end that they found out later. But in the same way, maybe we haven't discovered what is that moral line mm-hmm. that is kind of true for all time for all people. We just have to discover it. Right. You know, and some people are picking at it. They're mm-hmm. trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Aside from like some like things that we need to like survive, I don't think everyone essentially benefits from or like 
thrives within like the same kind of environments or like rules or like under the same like you know laws even if we if we were to like accept one very specific moral idea and that it applied to like everyone everywhere throughout eternity or you know however long people be around then i think that actually marginalizes people that like that philosophy could end up hurting right because then you're prioritizing this idea above people when the idea is supposed to benefit people and that's where you have to really be careful with what you're setting up as your ideal even though there are a bunch of different opinions on what is moral and what is not, what mm-hmm. is immoral right. across all these different things, I think there's actually an undercurrent that you see in all of these different uh, cultures and peoples right. that they just interpret different. They come out differently in, in the kind of end. I think some of the ones that try to, even in the worst scenarios, it's just that they severely they take their lens of how they see the world and they twist some of it. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I think some ones that you typically see that we try to take care of other people, mm-hmm. that that's considered moral, uh, that we don't put ourselves first, yeah. uh, that we that we are not necessarily more important than other people. The problem is then where some cultures have been damaging, mm-hmm. they all kind of like say, well, this person's not fully a person. So right. thus they go here. It's through their how they've interpreted facts and data and evidence mm-hmm. to say, well, I'm going to say this. But at the, at the same time, they're trying to kind of follow this guideline that's there. It's just their culture has added all this extra gunk to it. Mm-hmm. And of course, I think people are trying to chip away at trying what that, I guess, perfect moral code mm-hmm. would be. Yeah. But, and, you, and then you're seeing people mm-hmm. uh, misinterpret that and hurt people. And yeah. that's why we always have to analyze why we believe things the yeah. way we do. Definitely, because um, unless you're, like, applying it from, like, some kind of omniscient kind of... That is somehow objectively omniscient. I think that, like, trying to, like, cement, like, these ideas is actually neglecting those who it's supposed to um, support. Basically, thinking that, that we know regardless what's best for others right? Because I think that in itself is neglect, right? So that's where like you're holding the philosophy above like the person or being when the philosophy is actually created for the being or people. I, and I think that's where you'd have to really analyze what your ideals are for, you know, and like mm-hmm. especially enforcing whatever your interpretation of whatever that moral ideal is on other people that can also apply to what your moral code should include. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where people, some people are discovering just like what you're talking about earlier, like how do we treat animals? Well, some people are starting to discover, well, how we treat the world Mm -hmm. and the environment around us, maybe that is supposed to be a part of our morals. And again, different cultures have done that for uh, going all the way back too. Then on top of that, uh, you also have uh, how we, interact with others and how do we treat others i mean and how do we bring about encouraging people to to be moral as well like what if something's damaging to people Mm -hmm. like if your ideal is we take care of people yeah and uh you see something 
you know, a person where they're like actively harming people. Yeah. What is the moral way to bring them to your moral line? Because you're saying that there is a moral line that's like, oh, we shouldn't, that guy shouldn't be hurting a person because hurting people is bad. So, and a lot of people generally agree with that. But they, that guy there who would say, well, no, I don't see the world that way. Mm-hmm. There's almost sort of a moral imperative that you, you're you trying to find what's best for all people. Like, right. I, I think you, everybody is trying to search for that line. Just some people are less interested in it. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is that because everyone's needs are like prioritized differently based on like whatever situation they're in or whatever their life looks like, etc. that there's one way to take care of a person. It just doesn't, it seems that like there are like a lot of things that, that you'd have to take into consideration because of everyone's, you know, different circumstances. And that's where an ideal also has to filter through the individual experience. Like mm-hmm. if we're upholding a certain uh, thing of like life is precious. Yeah. Uh, and how does that filter down through a situation where somebody is suffering in their in their life and they're, they're towards the end of their life and a disease is going to take them and, you know... Is it is it moral to take that life or to uh, or try to keep it going, try to heal them Mm -hmm. in that same way? Like you still have that kind of moral imperative that's still kind of informing it to a certain degree of like you're trying to at best make life as as good as can be. Although there might be the this moral imperative or moral uh this kind of objective morality mm-hmm. that might be out there that maybe we're all searching for. I don't I don't think we can really fault people for misinterpreting it. If a person makes a decision to go this way, like I, I think an, uh, a moral imperative that I th- or like a part of that mm-hmm. is the idea of grace. I think grace is something that's severely missing in a lot of people's morality. Right. Uh, where it's like we don't give people the benefit of the doubt that you know, sometimes life gets you into these horrible places and you've got to make impossible choices. Mm-hmm. And just because you make a choice that some people would find distasteful yeah. because of the way they look at that moral ideal, mm-hmm. we need to have grace for each other. Yeah. But unfortunately, that's not a common idea. We often want to say, well, what's right is right. You're on this side of the line, you're mm-hmm. on this side. But maybe it's less than that. Maybe we have these ideals that should be informing us and helping us make decisions. But we ought to have that space for, hey, we're humans. We're, yeah. I'm not closer to this moral line than you are. Yeah. You know, like I'm not better because of that. Because I would ironically break that morality thing where mm-hmm. we're all in the same boat together. Yeah. Even if I am supposedly keeping closer to these ideals it doesn't make any difference at all. Mm-hmm. In the end, we're trying to encourage each other and try to be there for each other. Mm-hmm. When we have absolute ideas about morality, I think a lot of times it's like, it's like people do use that as a power play. Because like if there's a concrete appearance or like image, basically a code of conduct on like how to behave, you're like basically you know, trying to be like a hall monitor of like the earth. It can be very divisive for people that do want to gain power and they can use that to like police other people's actions regardless of like varying circumstances 
or like um, experiences, history, you know, cultures. I think a good example mm-hmm. for you for for you that I'm even thinking about. Okay. Uh, there's there's even that idea of uh, you know we need to keep our kids safe. Okay. And then like recently, like back when I was younger and probably when you were younger, if you wanted to walk down to the park when you were seven, that was right down the street. You probably could do that. I was mm-hmm. allowed to in my case. Yeah. And now you, you there's all these examples now of like. Uh, oh, parents being arrested for doing that, yeah. uh, for letting their... Because it's just like, well, no, I think the kid's going to be fine. Well, our moral line says you cannot leave your uh, children unattended ever mm-hmm. at any given point. And so that absolutism is uh, hurting families directly. Like yeah. It's like literally, there was trying to protect families... And they do it by ripping pet families literally apart by sending the parent to jail. Yeah. And I, I can see where that that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And that's where it goes to, that's getting to the specifics. That's the writing out of those, like the, it's the laws that are trying to do it. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't, the, the problem with laws can be that they don't take into that element of like common sense and, and what I was saying before, grace, which yeah. is like, look at the scenario that you're, that these people are in. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and I think it's a, it's not so much a failing of the moral line so much as a failing of people not using their wisdom and judgment mm-hmm. well, like they're yeah. just, well, we have our line. This is it. These are the rules. Which Don't break the rules. And the rules are, yeah, absolutism yeah. where it's like, but the rules are, when you say that the rules are the same as your morality, I think that's, that's where, uh, that's where you get into some sickiness and moral absolutism mm-hmm. is bad at that yeah. point. Mm-hmm. But if mo- your moral absolutism is these ideals I'm going to stick to in my life, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think that's a good thing, you know, and, mm-hmm. uh, and at the same time, like a part of that is you got to be wrestling. You can't just stop because it would be so crass of me to say, oh yeah, the, the different things I've chosen out for being the absolute moral thing, mm-hmm. that's cocky of me. That's terrible of me. I'm going yeah. to, it's going to lead me to abuse pro, uh, either to, for me to be abused or to abuse others. Mm-hmm. And you know, especially if my line of things are like, maybe there's some good things in there, but you know, if I'm saying like, oh yeah, we take care of other people, we take care of the world. Uh, also white people get to the front of the line, no matter what. Yeah. Hold on. That's, that shouldn't be one of your absolute morals. Yeah. That one should probably not be at all because it's missing some element to it. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we got to, you know, uh, be careful of, uh, always be searching Mm-hmm. But I think you can have like a, like this moral line that you in a, a person's life can try to live to. And I think there is one that's going through all of people that we're trying to search for that we're, we're just at different levels with. I don't know. Maybe right. that makes no sense. Does that make sense? Um, I mean like, or am I all over the map? I don't even know. Maybe I'm not even doing moral <laughs> objectivism. Maybe I mean, I'm like doing that, that... David's, but Davidism. Uh, Yeah. I mean, that, that actually does 
kind of contradict absolutism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, um, you know, usually uh, there's, it doesn't really allow for, like, a lot of, like, flexibility, you know. Um, uh, and, like, it, it typically is a universal kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, I do see what you're saying. Um, yeah, you know. So did we accidentally argue the same thing and I just got it wrong? Mm. Sort of? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I think you kind of deviated from it. Oh, man. So I think you were, like, even almost coming around to, like, this part of the chord. See, I would like to think <laughs> where I had the objectivism was, like, there is moral line, yeah. and there are these certain things, and we try to strive for them. I just want to include the idea of grace as one of them, right? which allows for us to actually better take care of people, uh, you know, improve ourselves as a species, and, and like, make the world around us better, mm-hmm. you know? Um, which is, that's the, that's the uncommon element in a lot of... I think that maybe that's my most absolute one is like the idea of grace. Right. More than anything else. Because okay. it takes into account our, like, our failures as individuals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so there you have it. Maybe I do have it. I'm absolute. My <laughs> absolute moralism goes towards grace. That's the one I'm sticking by. Okay. So, so, <laughs> so, you're, so you're absolutely graceful. That's... That's the morality line that we're trying to shoot for. Right. And that involves a whole lot of, you know, having grace for others, grace okay. for the rest of, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's still not it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure there are like, you know, like some situations where, um, okay, okay. So like, it's like, what is, what is your personal definition of grace then? Uh, I would say great. It's stuff that's undeserved because, uh, knowing that, uh, we, you know, we care for each other. I mean, to be graceful to a person Mm -hmm. is to like, I'm going to care for you regardless of what it means, uh, like of how I feel about you or about the situation It's about forgiveness. It's about, um, uh, uh, kind of like. Uh, being humble at the same time, yeah. knowing that I'm not better than any other person. Mm-hmm. It has that kind of stuff included that I might make mistakes, that other people make mistakes and that's a part of it that they're just sorting their way through. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, you don't want cheap grace. The idea that I'm going to take this because like, Hey, if, if you can't do any, if, if we make mistakes, well, let's just do whatever we want. And it's like, no, that's right. cheapening the idea of grace. If you want, you want an, uh, an expensive grace, the best grace you can get. You're like footnotes, Catholicism. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Well, it's more. It's more like right. uh, that's good old Dietrich Bonhoeffer. That's okay. who talked about like just because you've been given something f- for for free, like this idea that we help mm-hmm. each other out. Yeah. At the same time, we don't just sit on our laurels to like, well, it doesn't really matter. No, no, no. You've been given a gift of, you yeah. know. Hmm. So, my moral absolutism is grace. So, I don't know. Do we feel... Maybe we came around... I feel like we we were... I mean, I feel we, like in like in, in like a Lord of the Flies situation, uh, I don't know. 
That's where <laughs> it all breaks apart. Yeah. Although, intent, there's this tendency to put us ourselves first where we know better than other people. And that's, that's where it's really tested, I suppose. Right. I mean, like, I could see if, if it was, like, you know, like, literally a fight for survival. Um, if, if you're, like, trying to get kind of, like, social brownie points. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's where if it falls it, apart. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's fair. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know where to conclude on this one. I, f- I, I feel that... I feel I won, but I want to be graceful to you and say that you've made me think today. Right. <laughs> I don't get to kudos to you. I actually use my gray matter. It's true. All these All other idiots I've had you. on here, they don't they don't make me think. They just come they just blather away. <laughs> they almost talk me into a coma. Yeah, that's right. And right. you kept me on my my mental toes, so I appreciate that. So thanks Taylor for coming in. Uh, no problem. You can catch Taylor on our internet radio program called The Essential with Taylor S on RadioSherry.com. That's R-A-D-I-O-C-H-E-R-I.com on Sunday nights, 8 p.m. Mountain Time. And you can follow her on Twitter at MoTaylorMoProbs. And that's the show for today. Thanks for listening. And remember, I'm not the devil. It's just that I like to carry around a pitchfork with me because you never know when you might come across a swimming pool-sized salad. Mm-hmm.